Hey fam, let's catch the moment. Draw your awareness to the essential relationship you have with the earth. And if you're able to, make direct contact. We open this space with the acknowledgement that the land in which we are located is occupied territories. Before we were ever out here, there were brothers, sisters, and gender-bending beauties that walk this land and still do. They care for this land as their own because it is their own. We acknowledge the beauty, existence, culture, and experience of our Native, Indigenous, and First Nations family. On this, their traditional land and ancestral home, join us in acknowledging the tribal groups from where we personally vibe, including the Kickapoo, Kansas, Osage, Odos, Missouri, Padawami, Sioux, Shawnee, Wyandotte, Choctaw, and Chittimacha tribes. We honor the elders, both past and present. Let's look to them as we become better stewards of the land we inhabit. Peace and love. Let go. Gag. Okay. Hello, audience. Welcome to the We Out Here podcast, the place to hear the stories of Black, Brown, and Indigenous folks in science and nature. My name is Alexi Gruzes, and I'm coming to you from the Bobancha. And with me as always, Alexan! What's up? You know, I'm here in Choctaw land, really loving it. Just Mm. really steeped in it. You know what I'm saying? Kansas too, Padawami. I mean, it's just, it's a lovely little melting pot of goodness. Mm. Mm. And I'm here for it. So, yes. Allison is coming to us with some beautiful audio, great video. We love it. We love okay. to see it. Technology no, cooperating. No need everything. to uh, spread behind the scenes information to the masses. <laughs> uh, but we're glad to be back. We apparently made it to episode two. So yes, we did. that's cool. Um, and this and time here, it's not just us. Right. And here with us, we got a special guest. So excited to be here. Um, Hey, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) The energy Um, change. Yes. My name is Jalen Bastos, but you can just call me Jay. Uh, My pronouns are they, them. I am an urban wildlife ecologist, knowledge mobilizer, and science communicator. I study no what am I telling about what I study we can talk about that later but mainly essentially this is like a bunch of words I just look at what animals are doing inside of an urban landscape why they're doing it how they're evolving and try to communicate that information to people in my community yes yeah. so love. succinct so good yeah yes we love Jaylen, to see it. tell us a little bit about what's your ethnic background where are you coming from Ooh, yeah so okay <gasps> my mom is from Brazil and my dad is from Jamaica. Come and on. so they both, they moved to Canada. And uh, yeah, they had me. Uh, <laughs> I did it. Canada, the land of love, <laughs> as it's known. That's what they say. I was born in Toronto, Ontario. And then I moved to Vancouver, where I'm calling from y'all now. I guess I could, we should say, uh, like, colonially renamed as Vancouver, British there Columbia. Mm-hmm. The traditional, ancestral, and unceded lands of the Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Musqueam First Nations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really want to emphasize the unceded part of that. Across Canada, for many who don't know, there are these things that were called treaties that a lot of the federal government had put in place across the province in order to steal land legally, I'm saying this in air quotes, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from First Nation communities. However, here in British Columbia and in other places in the country, 
it wasn't done that way and it was actually just stolen and people just started occupying land so uh we really like to or not like to but need to underscore the unseated part of the Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Musqueam First Nation story because it is just so blatantly continued theft and occupation of their lands. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there we are, and that's where we're coming from. You like literally, that's all we're here to do. It's a little educating for mm-hmm. the black and brown folks in this community. Also, I'm also not going to bypass the fact that you are literally an island breeze. Like, let's talk about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yeah, such bro. a beautiful background you know i want you to i want you to know i hate to put it on myself i am tired of being plain black and i just find myself <laughs> in circles of people no. that are so beautiful and i just i just want to live your life like a little okay. you are the mortar that is holding us together you are bringing your own flavor to the game and your you blackness know. is key it is Yes. So don't ever be like on, don't, be, don't be don't be doing that comparison to my island breeze <laughs> i be the most okay i mean 27 year old me sure come through but little uh, me doing the most okay uh, you do not want to be around this one so yeah, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. everyone who can't see us right now i gotta point it out jay is wearing this bomb black uh turtleneck with some big old hoop earrings yes the hoops cap. have yes, give literally me. mesmerized me yes. since jay got on the screen <laughs> i wanted to say something but i was like it's too hot allison that's too quick that's too early that, y'all mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. i have never seen a baseball cap look better are you kidding yes. me <laughs> are you kidding uh, me it's literally just because my hair is doing the most today it's like okay awkward, yeah it is so. y'all this food i almost called them out their name they then <laughs> took off they had and it was priceless curls. <laughs> My priceless. Yo, y'all, y'all, if you can see, we'll release the video for the exclusives. Um, <laughs> faded sides, faded sides, curls, and then back that, on the head. Get out of here. That's Patreon level, $20 and up. Let's go. <laughs> yes, exclusive that's shimmer. The tier. Okay, that's the pro premium tier. All right, y'all need mm-hmm. to sign up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, you know, basic questions, basic things. How the hell did you get into the field? Like, what made you, <laughs> what made you want to go outside? Are you here? Yeah. Why are why you here? Why am I here? Yeah. I feel like that's okay. It's such a good question, but it's, it's, it's so it's non-linear. Hard. So it's just like, it's all over Take us on a trip. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, okay. So like, yeah, my field is urban wildlife ecology generally, but I study mm-hmm. animal behavior and cognition specifically. So like how humans are shifting the evolutionary trajectory of a lot of the animals that we share space with in Mm. cities and in also semi-rural areas and looking at how that shift in evolutionary trajectory is actually increasing certain cognitive abilities for some animals right like these Mm. landscapes these cities are boring so these are the things that people need to know these are the questions that people have They want to, I mean, they want to know how you got where you are, but more importantly, like, let's talk about the problem. Let's get to the issues at hand. Pleasantries yeah, are right. great. However, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's story time. Let's paint the picture. Yes. So in a city like Vancouver, which, yeah, not a lot of, let's say, <laughs> visibly queer Black scientists out here doing the thing. So let's say that. And as a result, <laughs> I can be 
a little bit more hyper visible than I would maybe be in another city like Toronto or something like that. So that's kind of like the backdrop. So in Vancouver, I, I essentially pioneered this with the help of, well, not pioneered, with the help of Elizabeth Gao, who's another researcher. Um, we were able to design these methods to use camera traps spread out throughout the entire city of Vancouver. So all these little motion sensor cameras to try and estimate how many cats were outside Mm-hmm. just unsupervised for any given portion of the day. This started November 2019. Okay. So literally Ooh, as soon as I started with putting out cameras, COVID hit. And then it was the first waves of lockdown. So not only was everyone like on edge because they were told they couldn't do a bunch of things that they were allowed to do before, but yeah. I was then out here like slinking and snooping about in the minds of these wayward white people and conducting my science, right? Okay. And I'll get into why we were doing that later. So I was doing this camera study. I'm like out here moving throughout the city and f- because I had some like sticky-ish situations with like people who were just watching me or who were like questioning what I was doing, I tried to mm. always do my work between like three and five in the morning or between like midnight and three in the morning. So, so I would... very like night owl situation. Exactly. Okay. Like very, I'm not trying to see anyone. There's no one on the roads. I can get from one site to another really fast. I can do setup. I can do takedown. I don't have to answer people's questions. Like mm-hmm. I can just do what I'm supposed to do and get it done. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was my, my, that was my work strategy mm-hmm. to get this mm-hmm. all done. But one day y'all, I had, it was just one problem after the next, after the next. I was driving from one site and then I got to the site and there was a skunk like right at the site, like, Hello, you know, testing my patience a little bit with this guy. Cause I was like, I need to get this SD card, but you just be hanging around this Always. spot. And it just seemed so unfazed. I had to stay there for a little bit longer than I wanted to than going to other sites. Long story short, we get to the morning. It's now like 7 a.m. And I'm like finishing up my last site, which is on a major city road. It's out front of this brewery right Um, on this major street it's like a four five lane road Mm -hmm. so i'm setting up this camera and this man comes out like out of nowhere screaming at me at the top of his lungs like what are you doing what are you doing here why are you here like literally they're just like i'll be like rat, rat firing off a series of questions uh-huh. and i am wearing first of all i'm wearing like the university lime green hoodie that says faculty of forestry on it i then have a high vis vest on and then right. i'm holding like my supply bag that has like camera traps and stuff in it so it's like you can clearly see what i'm doing right mm-hmm. okay so but maybe you don't, you maybe, you know what, let me give you the benefit of that. Maybe you don't know. So I'm just like, let me get, I, I travel with like, I had a letter from like the city that was like, this is my permission that I was allowed to do wow. this. I had like a letter from the university being like, this is who this is. I was like, here is all my permission. Um, I know the people here I have permission here. This is what I'm doing. Was not buying it, was not buying it whatsoever. Was like, you need to go, you need to leave. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. So uh-huh. I continue to set up my camera. This man goes and disappears. Just disappear. I have no idea where he went. I'm like setting up my camera and then I look up and he's literally gone. So it was disappeared. I set my camera up. By the time I walk back to my car, uh-huh. it was probably like a three, four minute walk. Okay. Okay. I get back to my car. I go to turn the car on. 
I'm getting a call from the chief of police. Yeah, the chief of police, um, Matthew something, just silver or something, calling me being like, hi, is this Jalen Baxter? And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Why do you have my full name? Yeah. Why are you me? What? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're like, we just got a bomb threat call to the location that you were just at, and we have checked in with the brewing company, and they did say that you had permission, so we just wanted to call and make sure, and you know, just do our, our due diligence. And I, I did you not, I had to put the phone on mute, and I just was like this, I was like, I was just like so shocked, and then I was like, okay, yep, like, <laughs> yep, that, that was me sitting on my camera with anything else, and they were like, no, we can't help you. But I like turn off the phone and I, I just sit there in the car for like 10 minutes and I'm like, why the f***? Um, yeah, I was stressed for the rest of the day. But then after I noticed that it was like, when I went to go do the next round of checks, I was just like constantly looking over my shoulder. Like I was just like very much like I would wait in the car and like watch the area for longer. I would just like, I was just like hyper aware of where everyone was and where everyone could possibly come from because I was like, I just don't want to I just don't want to interact with anyone ever again. Fast forward one week later. And so I am sitting um, at like like sitting in my office and I get a call from this same chief of police person, Matthew. Who I'm like, get my number out your phone. First of all, right? It's like it's getting it's too. It's the same person called me, being like, "Hello, we have your camera." Essentially, what happened was, um, there was a a camera that I had set up along the coast, and uh, someone in the neighborhood, right, had decided to attack the camera with a baseball bat. So I get to, I pull up to the police station, right? And I, I, this is all, this is so layered annoying too. Cause it's like, why am I having to enter a building filled with cops just yeah. cause I'm interested in the, the density and the movement patterns of urban wildlife, right? But here I have to go enter into this wayward building. And then I'm up into the building and I'm like, hi, like y'all have my property. Like, can I take it please? And they, one didn't know what I was talking about. Really then they, when they finally found out what I was know. talking about, they like something then needed to verify and prove all the stuff about me and the and the study and the research. I had to pull up emails. I had to pull up the signed documents. I had to pull up ID. And I was like, "This is the most. This is the number of your lieutenant person who called me." Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll say you so know it's mine. Me, you called me. Yeah. They're making me jump through all this, all this, whatever, all these hoops to get to my data. Then I get the camera itself. This is, I'll never understand this. So the camera is in a protective like box and then it's a strapped, it's attached with a strap and a lock to a tree. The box was battered by the bat, but the strap was fine. And the, what the cops decided to do was to cut the lock and the strap. And so effectively the way that they cut it, like frayed the wires inside of the lock. Oh, so I couldn't no. even take the wire out of the the backing of this whole metal case to get into the camera. And so I, then I had to like go, I then I had to do all this work. I had to like do all this like plier stuff, figure all this stuff out, get into the actual camera. And uh -huh. then I find, and then I go through the footage. Y'all, 
this this situation was wild. There's this person, I just see ankles running to and fro in front of the camera. And then the camera angle like aggressively shifting when this person is like hitting it with the bat. And then it's like getting like all these random shots of the sky. And it's just, I'm Whoa. just like- did it, it was, was there any sound from the person? No, or no, they no, don't capture it, sound? It's only just, photos. It's only photo. photos. Oh, yeah. I was hoping it was those five second videos. At the end of the day, I was able to get the camera back. It just like was a lot of work when they could have, because they had my information and because they called, they called me, they could have just called me to the camera. Oh, wow. This is, that's I feel crazy. like, that's wild. And I feel like it's <laughs> wild to our ears, but yeah. it's also like not the first time we've heard a story like this. No. So I just feel like our listeners who don't all look like us, but they're so excited about this podcast. That's not shade. It's just like, thank you for joining <laughs> us. Now let's talk about tea. it. Here's yeah. the tea. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Wh like what, what do you yeah. do after something like that happens like what what is the end of that story right, right. honestly because... i mean okay a lot of these stories aren't necessarily like happy dappy because that's okay like me like spending another like 30 minutes in my car just like trying to like calm down because i just don't right. right i like get really like emotional when i have to deal with police because of like past like situations that i've had um just long, like just being falsely accused of things and having to mm -hmm. like have negative interactions with them and then so I just have, I like, I'm pretty sensitive towards that. So I was just like trying to calm myself down. Cause I was like, I have to drive and like do other stuff and like be functional. Like it's 7.30 in the morning. Right. I still have to have my whole day, right? Like at the time I was also like in classes. I was also like TAing. And then I also do all this other stuff as, in, as we all do. We have things that we do in the real world. And then when I would be setting up cameras I would just be like stressed. Like I would just feel stressed. Like I feel, I would just feel like I was doing something wrong um, which was like something that I had to like just eventually like, you know, you eventually like work through these things and yeah. the feelings yeah. fade, but it's like, Jesus for yeah a while. I was just like mm -hmm. hyper stress. When you are in a heightened state of stress and your body is producing cortisol as a response to that stress, that production of cortisol not only requires energy, energy used from yeah. your body. So you feel much more tired right but it also then has a higher metabolic demand so you also mm, are like yeah. i need to be eating more but you also like you also have a schedule to be doing things so it's like there are real actual physical mm -hmm. implications and consequences yeah. of these mental states that people can put people who look like myself in just for doing our jobs and it's just like right. it's yeah yikes it, yeah it's like that thing yeah. when you're driving and a cop car gets behind you and you're like oh. starting to overthink you're driving yeah oh <laughs> like, it's very that <laughs> It's very it's that, but that. like the umpteenth degree. And it's also <laughs> just like, for me, I, you know, I have a lot of energy. So it, the impact necessarily wasn't as felt as maybe someone who likes to sleep for like eight hours a day, right? Because right? like my average sleep schedule is like four or five hours. So like if I'm staying up all night to do these camera tracks and then accidentally go over time, then accidentally have this threshold for situation and then still have to carry on with my day, it's like not going to be as big of an impact. But I that's a, that's a ludicrous request to have of yeah. people in this field is to just be uh -huh. like, you should also have unlimited amounts of energy to show up as a person on the day to day, but also right. protect yourself by making sure that you're conducting research at a time where you're going to be least confrontational, right? That math don't math. 
yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that don't make no sense. So yeah. what, like, what actually just, happens after you, you have the camera back in your possession? Cause it's your property. It's also property of the, I mean, the university or tied to the project I'm assuming. Yeah. So, so this wasn't actually, you, um, I had to like, it was somewhat tied through the university when it started, but I was actually working as like a, it was weird. I was working as like an independent researcher contractor yes, for this, yes, with this yes. like NGO and the city. So it was like, the government of Canada actually bought all the cameras. Essentially what ended up happening was I had to do this report at the end of like when I went to go return everything to essentially be like, this is everything that happened to all the cameras. This is all the damage. This is all the ones that were stolen or whatever. And it's like that number, you're not trying to have it be high one and first of all, because you're trying to show that you can like conduct a good study within an urban area. But two, it's like the amount of times I had to like add a camera to that list when it didn't need to be added. And I'm just like, y'all really don't understand that this is like negatively impacting my study. So it just is really frustrating. Which is your money. That's what I'm sitting here thinking about. Like, at the end, it's it's limited funding already. And then there's limited funding for people that look like us. Mm -hmm. And like, then for somebody to just vandalize property that for whatever reason, whether it was for fun or they're like, what's this doing here? It shouldn't be here. Like, that's insane. Yeah, Yeah. it's wild too, because it's like, I get, I get, you know, the like, I watched The Matrix when I was younger too. I get (laughs) not wanting to be necessarily on cameras. You don't know what's happening or what's what's going about. You want to be- We're looking at your cankles, come on now. right? Yeah, right? You're not trying to, but I get it. I get it. It's like, you're not trying to be like big brother. I get that vibe from the people who are like in these areas, but it's like, y'all, I hid these in blackberry bushes. I like, I like the way in which I set these up. It was like, there's no, unless you are actively trying like mm-hmm. your hardest to get seen on these cameras, there's no way if you're a human being that you would be captured on these. So it's just like, extra frustrating to see that like my biggest point of conflict wasn't even with the wildlife that would be interacting with these cameras the most it was the humans Mm -hmm. that's wild Mm -hmm. um we're glad at least are you still continuing that study right now I actually just started another iteration of it, a similar version. Yeah, Um, but it's like a much larger version. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just not going to blaze past the fact that you like lit up when you said that. (laughs) Give us like a two second spiel. Yeah. Okay, two second spiel. Um, Yeah, this time instead of like, uh, I have a lot more cameras. We have like a hundred cameras and we have them all throughout the city. And I'm using them to look at everything from the different behaviors from them getting into like compost bins and garbage bins mm-hmm. um, to how they're moving throughout the city and how many of them there are. Would you believe that it, the major municipalities across Canada do not have any estimates for how many animals live in, in the urban environment? So we don't like, we have no idea how many raccoons, coyotes, skunks live here, but you're telling me that you can make effective management decisions around right, green space, right, around right. residential development, around any sort of permitting work. No, you cannot, because you don't know what's here. So I'm excited right, because, right. yeah, I'm going to finally start to be able to answer some of these questions. So. Yeah, you can tell people amazing. what they don't know. You can be the professional in the room, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, the, the wisdom in the room. <laughs> We're trying oh. to get there. We're trying to get there. <laughs> we want to say a big shout out to Jay slash Jalen Bastos for coming out and yeah. joining us. Thank y'all so oh. much for having me. I feel is there, like, oh my gosh. Is there anything are, you want to plug? Oh, by the by. If y'all want to connect, y'all want to learn about 
queer animals, if you've never heard about queer animal mm-hmm. behavior, like gay, trans, bi, lesbian animals, like head Let's on go. over to my Instagram page um, at jaunting.j. Um, or if you want to like get like a more intimate experience with me, I also have a podcast called Zabuma Foolish. And yeah. That's where you can find me. And yeah, just thank y'all so much for having me. I'm really, oh really honored. Yes. Nice. You're making you making everybody else sweat. You <laughs> no, 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 no. As Jalen said that, I just watched in their eyes how they were like, but it's true though. <laughs> but it's true. We out. We Out Here podcast is Allison Jones and Alexi Bruces. Show theme by Spencer Snedden and show graphics by Khalid Gillette. Music and sound effects in this episode come from Everyday Cinematic Sounds, Zap Splat, and some other places. Support the podcast by leaving us that five-star review you know we deserve. And join the Patreon at patreon.com backslash weouthearepod where you can get access to exclusive merch, Patreon guest Q&As, bonus episode content, random other shit, and the occasional hello from yours truly here at the we are here podcast we support the land back movement but every tribe reservation and community has different and specific needs land acknowledgements cannot be where action ends but must be where action begins some ways you can begin taking action is to learn the history of the tribes in your area as written by them support native-owned businesses craftspeople and jewelers seed sovereignty preservation of sacred sites and demand that your local government take their needs into account when crafting local policy As always, this has been another episode of the We Out Here podcast. Now get your ass outside. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let's let's do a quick clap slate. I'll do one, two, three, clap. Okay, one, One, two, two, three. Damn! Look at that. (laughs) I'm like that was not in unison.